Welcome, everyone, to episode two of Sovereign AF Podcast. My name's Regina. I'm your host, and I'm so excited about today's episode. We're going to dive into some cryptocurrency. We're going to go down some rabbit holes. I don't know where we're going to go. <laughs> My guest, Jace from Cosmic Origins on Instagram, if you follow him, he is our crypto expert. And he is also just very aware of many things. We're very in alignment, like-minded thinking. And I'm excited to pick his brain about everything and go down some rabbit holes. And Jace, I'm going to kind of let you introduce yourself a bit further. Yeah. Hey, everybody. So um, I guess I'll kind of give a concise story of my awakening and how I got to where I'm at. So yeah. I... Um, I basically had my spiritual awakening back in college when I was in school for aerospace engineering. And I had professors that were basically working for um, secret black budget programs and were kind of leading students on to kind of doing some homework on their own. And that combined with some, you know, documentaries and stuff that were coming out at the time really started my awakening with understanding you know, there was things out there that we weren't being told. There were truths that were being hidden. And eventually that led to my spiritual awakening and, um, you know, experimenting with psychedelics and really like kind of opening my third eye and having this like full, you know, body, you could say Kundalini awakening. And um, eventually that led me to crypto. So when I first got into crypto, I, I was really opposed to it before I accepted it before it, it before spirit really came and like started hounding me to like learn more about it i was pretty mm -hmm. judgmental of it and it was because i had only really heard of bitcoin and ethereum as being the two most popular cryptos and i didn't get a good vibe about them so i just kind of stayed away from the whole space and then eventually one day somebody uh, close to me told me about this crypto called xrp and it was at 17 cents and 17 was a big synchronicity for me. And it was like a sign for me to pay attention. So I basically started looking into it. I went and I bought some. It was right after the COVID, you know, announcement, crazy market mm. crash across the board with, you know, stocks and everything was crashing. It was like March, 2020. And um, basically was able to buy in at the bottom of the market, got to see some some good profit returns from things coming up after that. And then eventually spirit kind of was uh, nagging me like, OK, it's good that you, you know, got some. It's good that you went out on a limb and, you know, followed your intuition, had courage. But you need to learn why and you need to learn like the reasoning behind it. And so that's what kind of launched me down my crypto rabbit hole. And eventually it was, I learned it was because I was going to be teaching other people about it. So not only was I going through my own awakening in this space and with uh, like a financial awakening and understanding financial sovereignty, which I was never open to or really understood anything about previously. Mm -hmm. um, I wasn't smart with money. You know, I didn't really know anything about that. So this was uh, a level of like initiation for me. And um, yeah, now I teach others. Now I have uh, an academy called the Conscious Crypto Academy, where we teach brand new beginners how to get into the space, you know, make all the intimidating, scary stuff easy and comfortable, um, you know, help with the technology, explaining it and all that kind of stuff. And yeah, that's kind of my my short story. 
Awesome. How long ago were you in the um, aerospace school? Like when did that start when your spiritual awakening started? Yeah. So I, uh, I was in college 2013 to 2017. Okay. 2017, 2018. Yeah. So cool. I say like 2014, 2015 was kind of the, the really the the starting point of of that uh, that blooming, I guess you could say. Hmm. Yeah, I think we're on like pretty similar time frames for that. <laughs> um. So. So I guess you kind of explained what made you get started in crypto. Um. And I think a lot of people have similar feelings about crypto. When I bring it up, it's funny to, when I bring it up to my clients, a lot of them are like, Ooh, you know, they get bad feelings similar, you know, similar to you. So well, let's kind of dive into that, you know, the dark and the light side of crypto and what kind of opened your eyes to see there is a good side to crypto. And and how do you think that's going to bring us sovereignty and all kinds of things? Yeah. Like that. Yeah. Good question. So when, when I was diving into this early on, I quickly realized that the spiritual war that we see kind of everywhere else right now in the mm-hmm. political arena, in the social awakening, the spiritual awakening, right. this same spiritual war was going on in the financial world. Mm-hmm. And I realized that there wasn't just a black and white, easy answer of crypto's good, crypto's bad. Like it was this mixed bag of, you know, polarity, like with everything else. So what I would say is that generally as a technology, I consider it to be neutral, like blockchain technology, crypto technology, um, just like the internet at its core is like a neutral thing. You know, it Mm -hmm. it can be used by good or evil, by the light or the dark. Um, Mm -hmm. It's just a technology. It just depends on the user and the intention behind it. So I would say that, you know, in general, the the theme of cryptocurrency and blockchain is financial sovereignty and moving away from the traditional financial systems and the Mm -hmm. enslavement mechanisms that are in those systems, you know, perpetual debt, um, having to, you know, have all the things that we normally have to do, you know, school loans, mortgage, like debt, like everything else. Um, and then of course now having a, a dollar that's not even backed by gold or like anything, right? Like it's just a piece of paper. Monopoly money. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So like in general, I would say, cryptocurrency is seeking to replace that. And we can kind of get into that a little more. But as far as the dark, what I would say specifically where I'm seeing the dark is in the bad actors who are trying to centralize cryptocurrency and take away from the decentralized parts that are more by the people for the people. So Mm -hmm. I think the best example right now is if you heard about the FTX Sam Bankman Freed collapse uh, that went on, like mm-hmm. I think it was almost a year ago now. You remember that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people who didn't know anything about crypto when they heard about that, they thought, "Oh, this is like bad for all of crypto. This is a bad look on crypto. You know, crypto is corrupt." Um, but really, it was honestly a good thing because it exposed some of those bad actors that were operating. 
And in this case, this FTX um, company was like the biggest, pretty much the biggest crypto exchange in the world. Uh, I think it might've been technically number two, but they had all the commercial deals. They were having Super Bowl ads. They were, you know, Tom Brady, like every celebrity was like partnered with FTX. So people thought it was one of those too big to fail kind of things. And mm -hmm. FTX was was a, a private exchange. So they were like a, basically they were a bank in the crypto world. They dealt with, you know, money flowing in and out and uh, selling and buying of crypto, but it, it wasn't like its own <clears throat> decentralized blockchain. So there's a difference between like the private crypto world like that, and then the decentralized crypto world. And most of that corruption and darkness is happening in the private side. So what they were trying to do was um, they were they were basically lobbying and working with the American government, like the SEC, to get rid of things like decentralized finance or DeFi is something you'll hear a lot, which is like specifically the really decentralized peer-to-peer -peer parts of crypto where you get rid of the middleman, you get rid of the mm -hmm. brokers, the you know, that that middle person that normally has to be there to interact with your finances, you know, if you have mutual funds or whatever. Yeah. Um, so they were lobbying to get rid of the technology that would basically replace that traditional financial world. And they wanted people to use FTX. They wanted people to go with these private companies, not use the decentralized blockchains and yada, yada. Well, basically it came out, they were uh, misusing funds. They were like loaning out funds and over leveraging and doing all this fraud and it also came out that they were actually taking donations to Ukraine and they were rerouting them. <laughs> yeah. They were giving them back to U.S. politicians. <laughs> it was crazy. So I would say like that's where a lot of the uh, bad actor activity is happening in the darkness. And then mm. also like personally... I feel that way about kind of Bitcoin and Ethereum, as I was, you know, alluding to earlier with my story that I didn't get a good vibe about them. And when I was mm -hmm. doing more research, I kind of understood more why. Mm -hmm. And a lot of it has to do with um, centralized control by a, a certain communist country that we're not supposed to necessarily mention on uh, some of these platforms. <laughs> <laughs> so... You know, like Ethereum, for instance, they were they're working with the same um, guys that FTX is working with with the SEC. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of this collusion going on there, a lot of unfair deals and things happening, and then a lot of um, you know communist centralization from that country as far as asset owners in these projects. So yeah, that's what I yeah that's how I'd kind of describe the the dark sides of crypto at the moment. It's funny because I follow different people that are, you know, the crypto experts and that's all they're, that's all they talk about. And you see different sides to which um, currencies do they think and which coins are the dark side and the light side. And I've heard people say that the opposite, YouTube mm -hmm. buying Bitcoin and Ethereum and XRP is the bat. Have you seen that? Have you seen like people yeah. kind of disagree on where's the dark and where's the light yes there's there's definitely um yeah disagreements um and <laughs> the what people say on the flip side is that xrp is the banker's coin xrp is the 
you know, the system coin. Um, But when you actually look into it and do the research, you find that the, the systems, the banks, the financial institutions, they're personally the most invested in Bitcoin and Ethereum over any other crypto. So XRP is called the banker's coin because what it's doing is it's basically being positioned to replace the traditional banking system and the underbelly of it and to replace like the banking cross-border payment transactions, the SWIFT system, and create like instant transactions for anybody anywhere. And um, it's interesting because there is such a dichotomy, but what, what I find is that like the more so than with anything else, the spiritual conscious awakening crowd seem mm-hmm. to be being guided to XRP over anything else. And that's not to say there aren't yeah. like spiritual people who like Bitcoin. There are for sure. But like overall, like I've noticed that as a theme, mm-hmm. like people who were in the same position as me where they were like, oh, I didn't like crypto because Bitcoin gave me a weird vibe. But then XRP, mm-hmm. something about like my guides gave me a vision or my higher self told me this, or like, I've literally had Mm -hmm. people say like ETs came to them in a dream and told them by XRP and like, they didn't know what it was. So like crazy things like that. And I can't help. I've seen the pictures with someone holding up a sign saying I'm from the future by XRP. And I think those are probably photoshopped, but I kind (laughs) of giggle and I'm like, Oh, that'd be so cool. If that really was. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I mean, Honestly, that gets in the, it's a little more woo, but I, I do think there's kind of like timeline wars in a way going on yeah. with this stuff. And I feel like XRP is kind of the epitome of this technology. Like it's the most advanced just from a um, like kind of basic, you know, technological viewpoint. Um, mm-hmm. It gets the job done the fastest. It's the cheapest, um, you know, Bitcoin, Ethereum, they take really long time to do transactions. They're expensive. They're, um, you know, there's there with Bitcoin, you have to have all this power to run the networks. You have to have all these computers and it's just inefficient and wasteful. And so with XRP, I get the feeling that it's almost like this inevitable technology that, um, some people have in a way, like through their higher selves kind of been sent back in time, if you will, Mm -hmm. to, um, like almost like make sure that the light is going to have control over this. If you know mm-hmm. what I mean, like just like kind of yes. with the internet or with anything else that's neutral. Yeah. And just so you know, you can't get too woo for me. I don't know <laughs> about the followers, but for me, it takes a lot to blow my mind. Yeah. And I have to say that Journey to Truth is one of my favorite podcasts. They definitely blow my mind. Have you ever seen Quantum Businessman? That's my, yeah. those yeah. two are my favorite and it takes a lot. And there's definitely (laughs) times where I'm like, whoa, okay. Um, So we can get woo. We can, we can do whatever. And I just want to remind all the viewers that you guys can ask questions. Someone said, oh shit, what up, Jace and Gina? (laughs) I just saw that Um, too. (laughs) Yeah. You guys can ask questions throughout. If you have any questions, we're just going to flow. We're just going to talk about um, crypto and then we're going to flow into other rabbit holes and then, um, you know, obviously I want to end on, you know, what recommendations you have. We can definitely talk about timelines and, and all that. Obviously there's a lot going on. Um, I, and I, I'd love to hear like your, your take on everything. I mean, for me personally, I feel like, I think it was around September, 2021, something shifted for me where I just 
had this strong and, and I'm very claircognizant and clairsentient. Those are my psychic senses that are really, really strong. Mm. And September, 2021, I just knew like all of a sudden I knew it was like the light already won. Like we already won, you know? And I just had this overwhelming feeling like we've already won. There's obviously a lot going on on the world stage and the movie stage, mm-hmm. but, um, I just had this overwhelming feeling that like we've won and really now it's just kind of what timeline are we going to view it on? Are we going to view, cause yeah. we have, we have to view the collapse of all these corrupt systems somehow can't just snap our fingers. And now we're in this beautiful, amazing timeline. Everything's the corruptness is gone. We have to watch the, the downfall of these corrupt systems. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm curious to know, do you think we're going to move like, do you, do you still buy into the Nasara Jasara um, theory? Like, what do you think about that? Yeah, good question. So for me, it doesn't resonate that everyone will be getting like millions or billions of dollars. Like a lot of people in the Nasara Jasara kind of community speculate. And if that happens and I'm wrong, then like, you know, I'll eat my words because that'll be great, you know, but at the same time, I feel like if everybody got millions of dollars or even a million dollars, you know, Mm -hmm. in a Jasara type event, I can't imagine that uh, it wouldn't cause inflation in market prices of day-to-day goods and services, you know, like a gallon of gas being a hundred dollars because now everybody's a millionaire. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. It seems like there would be kind of that balanced. So I've, I resonate with the theme of the energy of Nasara Jasara, but I don't think it's going to play out um, directly the way that people think it will, the way that maybe like the Nasara documents from like the nineties were originally published, maybe something similar though, but I'm not sure it's going to be called that. Um, but I think more so what's going to happen is that we're moving into a new system in general. And like, I totally agree with you. Like I get the same feeling that it's already done. Like, even though we're seeing things getting cleaned up and there's still like wars happening, you know, like whatever we just went on in Lahaina, like that's weird. Right. Like still like things aren't obviously perfect and utopian, um, but I feel like in a way that the the head of the dragon, so to say, has been mm. cut off. And now yeah. you have like little maybe Hydra head, baby Hydra heads popping up, right? <laughs> I like to call them the powers that were, you know, because yes. our words, our words are powerful. So I'll say, I'll catch myself and I'll say, I mean, the powers that were. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do the same thing. Yeah. Instead of B, because yeah, that they were. Yeah. And we have to like talk with that reality already in in place. Um, so yeah, I feel like we're, we're moving into this new system, which my focus has kind of been on the financial aspect of that at this moment, because I think that that is where there's going to be great opportunity and where Mm -hmm. the, the most Nasara Jasara type of energy will take place is with those who are investing in the new Mm -hmm. foundations of this new system. And Mm -hmm. that said, you don't have to say invest in this new system in the cryptocurrencies and gold and silver and that kind of stuff. You don't have to like you, everyone will benefit, I believe in these new systems, they'll just be more fair for everybody. Um, But you can kind of get a, a, a head start 
or you know what i really think is happening is like the the people who are in these communities like the people watching this now a lot of you guys have missions that you want to fulfill that you don't necessarily have the funds to do and a lot of mm -hmm. people have these like awesome ideas like they want to build schools they want to build healing centers they want to build better technologies like mm -hmm. you know they want to teach um human design or astrology or like mm. you know whatever it is um but most of the awakened community is not financially you know abundant in the way that we would like to be or in the way right. that is necessary to really make an impact on that mass level because mm -hmm. in this world you kind of do need money at this point to be able to do things right like it's that energy yeah. That you can go out and manifest and create and not mm -hmm. to say that people don't do that without money but it's you know to make big changes with millions billions of people you usually need that so mm -hmm. i feel like this shift right now is like god spirit source creator giving those people an opportunity of a lifetime of many lifetimes like of you know maybe a once in a, a thousand years or more kind of opportunity where mm -hmm. we have that opportunity to generate a massive amount of generational wealth and mm -hmm. like what we focus on in conscious crypto academy that i run is not just like what we're gonna like not not just like being rich and like being well off but what we're gonna do with it so like almost everyone coming in has some kind of idea of like what they're good at what their skill set is and how they want to mm -hmm. apply that and i feel like that's that divine way that uh you know that like there's a Hopi prophecy where they say we're the ones we've been waiting for. Mm -hmm. And um, I feel like that really embodies what's the shift that's about to happen right now. Like, yes, there yes. is, you know, the Trumps of the world, like these kind of people, um, they're doing their jobs. But like, I feel like at the end of the day, we're going to be our own saviors. And Absolutely. That's a big part of this process for me, too, is like realizing yep. that this is one of the main avenues through which we're being given the tools to be our own saviors and mm -hmm. to overcome money blockages and all these things that like our community tends to have and realize we're worthy of massive amounts of wealth and we can use mm -hmm. that and like heal the planet. So. Absolutely. I feel like that's part of our um, evolution and almost like leveling up in the game, right. In the video game reality is not looking outside yourself to be saved, realizing you have the power all along. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, exactly. and collectively together, we have the power. So we have a question, an interesting one. Okay. Um, Christopher asked, Jace, do you think that digital currency is somewhat of a gift from outside our earth, like possibly ET? Yeah, great question, Christopher. Uh, I do think that that is very possible. Um, I have a a free training where you can find it on my website, which is ConsciousCrypto.info, where I kind of dive into this in a little more detail. Mm -hmm. But I I do think that this technology is a seeded tech, you know, not necessarily XRP or Bitcoin or the names we've given to them, but right in the same way that the internet is a decentralized infra, uh, information infrastructure. It's like mm -hmm. this web of information that, you know, no one person, or at least it shouldn't be this way that no one group can control. That's kind of, you know, the distortions that we're having with the internet right now, obviously that like big tech companies can kind of do that. Mm -hmm. But 
in its more pure form, it should be, you know, by the people for the people. And blockchain cryptocurrency, I, I see as being the same way. I think that this system is one that other, you know, intelligent civilizations on other planets have tapped into this technology to utilize as well. And I think that, um, well, like I think that in the same way that certain things like nuclear energy or Tesla technology was seeded here through inventors' minds that mm-hmm. with with uh, cryptocurrency, it was the same way that it was kind of like, you know, whether consciously or unconsciously that those ideas were kind of downloaded um, mm-hmm. to the inventors. So for sure. That's cool. I know you spoke about that on uh, on Journey to Truth and how different coins are even kind of named after different star systems. And that's kind of cool. <laughs> yeah. 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 I think we, we talked about how like some of the names of the projects, like people mm-hmm. in the SSP whistleblower community were saying they were named after real planets or real civilizations. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the cryptos do have kind of spacey sounding names mm-hmm. to them. So yeah, it's an interesting theory. Yeah. That's really cool. Um, so let's, let's talk about the connection to Elon a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and also I just want to remind anyone who's watching live on Facebook, you can ask questions anytime, just jump in the chat and I'll, uh, make sure your question gets asked. So, yeah. Um, should I just kind of go in, in general with like what we were so, kind of talking about before the call? Yeah. And how you think Elon and, and his projects. And so, okay. So first, I guess I'll tell my little story. I watched the journey to truth episode last night to kind of prep for this interview with Jace. One of my favorite episodes of, it was in uh, back in March of 2021. And that episode gets wild talking about Trump and clones. And like I said, we can go off on any tangent. It was just so interesting. But um, Jace actually made a prediction about Elon that came true. And I brought it up to him and he was like, wait, what are you talking about? Um, And how you had said in March of 2021 that you tapped into, I don't know if it was like his soul or his energy field or what, and how for a long time. And even now we, we don't know is Elon black hat, white hat, gray hat. Is he a clone? Is somebody controlling him? Um, because he seems to do like things aligned with the agenda, but then he seems to do things aligned with freedom and the light. So, um, but back in March of 2021, you basically had a prediction that you said, I think Elon's going to have a spiritual awakening and kind of shift towards the light. And I mean, I, he's kind of changed a lot. I don't know. I I think it pretty much came true in some sense. <laughs> yeah, it does seem like it did, like, especially with everything we've seen with Twitter and yeah. becoming X and all the Twitter files and exposing all the political corruption that was going on at Twitter and all the insider activity. And, you know, now he's kind of like the figurehead for the uh, anti-establishment you know, mm. besides Trump in in the non-political arena, he's become kind of that, you know, leader role in a way. And I do still like go back and forth too at times and like, well, you know, I don't, I always question my beliefs, I should say. So I'm never fully yeah. convinced of any one thing. I think it's healthy to like constantly, you know, play devil's advocate in a way and like kind of make sure that you are uh, being discerning and taking in new information. So 
I do that with Elon, but overall, I still get the same vibe that I did back then when I tap into like his his um, heart energy and like his aura, I guess you could say. Um, I've had dreams about him too, where him and I were like hanging out. I've had a lot of dreams actually, and he was always super awesome and kind. Like I had mm-hmm. one where him and I were flying in a UFO together and uh, he wow. was, yeah, yeah, it was pretty That's cool. cool. He was just like cracking jokes and like being funny. And um, it's always been good vibes. And I actually had a friend reach out to me um, that you maybe you guys, you, you might be familiar with her, but she goes by Alara of Sirius and she's been on Journey to Truth as well. She has a channel called One Foot in 5D. Um, hmm. She hit me up and told me that she had a dream about Elon that shifted her perspective because she was like, you know, anti-Elon, you know, he's the you know, transhumanist guy kind of vibes. And she yeah. said this dream, he was so charismatic and like loving. And like, she's like, it shifted my perspective of him. And she's like, and that's hard to do. So there must mm-hmm. be something to that. Um, But I, I feel like on the bigger picture that there is this, I guess I, I'm kind of calling it Project X in a way, but it's this energy of this movement of uh, positive, you know, I guess you could say white hat kind of activity that's going on behind the scenes. <clears throat> and I do think that there is a synthesis between um, Space Force, SpaceX, mm-hmm. obviously those are directly connected, those two, but also mm-hmm. Starlink and then XRP and then X.com. And I feel like this is the, the, manifestation of what Elon had been trying to do 20 years ago with the original x.com PayPal because that's when he came up with x.com but it basically became PayPal him and right. uh, Peter a guy named Peter Thiel uh yep. they created PayPal Peter Thiel also was the basically the first angel investor in what would become XRP so he was the angel investor in OpenCoin, which became Ripple and Ripple XRP or synonymous, basically. Mm-hmm. And um, so there's that connection. And then Peter Thiel also runs a company now called Palantir. And this is where it gets a little more <clears throat> like fun woo because Palantir is, I, have you heard of them? Palantir? Have you heard of that? Yeah, before? I have. Mm-hmm. Okay. So for those watching who haven't heard of them, they're a, uh, they're one of the they're the only other defense contractor along with SpaceX that has that it isn't one of the legacy defense contractors from 70 plus years ago. So there's only two companies, SpaceX and Palantir, that have popped up in the last 70 years that are defense contractors. All the other ones are super old. Um, you know, Raytheon, Lockheed Martin, Northrop Grumman, those ones. So mm-hmm. Palantir is basically like what I would say is the real life looking glass technology. You know, mm. if people have heard of the looking glass, I, I I think that it's something, whatever they're using is either the looking glass tech or it's something similar to the looking glass tech. And I think it uses some kind of advanced quantum computer AI kind of technology. Mm-hmm. And uh, <clears throat> even the name Palantir is a reference to, in Lord of the Rings, the magic crystal ball is the Palantir. So... Mm-hmm it's a reference to that. And then they, they even say publicly that they are um, they've made that Lord of the Rings reference and said that they're, they're basically saving the Shire from Mordor 
and that they are mm. solving problems that we can't even think of 30 for another 30 years. Like, so problems that we wouldn't even begin to comprehend for 30 more years, they're already solving. And so I think there's a lot of this quantum technology, mm -hmm. advanced AI, you know, AI, good versus evil kind of battles, that kind of stuff playing out. Mm -hmm. But I feel like there is this positive alliance between like Palantir, XRP, SpaceX, X.com, Starlink, and all these things, or most of them have this X in them, right? This X symbology. So I mm -hmm. feel like it's kind of representative of whatever this uh, movement is, which is kind of the anti-establishment movement, if mm -hmm. you will. Yeah. I was going to ask you what you think X means. Do you think it means anti-establishment? Um, I, I don't know, honestly, I don't know, but I feel I have theories as far as like the, I mean, I guess on one end, it's kind of like a cross, right? So it kind of has mm -hmm. that cross energy, um, right. but it's also like converging timelines in a way, mm -hmm. you know, but also like X marks the spot, you know, kind of like buried treasure, like golden age kind of energy, you know, mm -hmm. uh, golden treasure, golden age. Um, and then, you know, like the XRP logo, which I've got a necklace of it here. I don't know how well you can see it, but it's, it's an X oh, logo, cool. but the geometry of it is one where it's kind of like rounded like this. So they don't touch each other. Right. And it, to me, that kind of represents like the energy exchange and energy flowing like a torus mm -hmm. field, basically like the X is a torus field in a way. Right. Mm -hmm. It's, that same shape. So to me, it's like the, it's representative, I guess, of like the healthy, the healthy energy that we should be embodying in a way, the Taurus, the natural Taurus field of all living things and energy exchange and all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. I feel like I want to just go down rabbit holes, but since this podcast is about sovereignty, mm -hmm. probably should ask you where should someone start? And and there was just one question in the chat. Someone said, they, I came on late. Sorry. My question is, what is Journey of Truth? Mm. So that's just a podcast. And I believe that's where I connected to um, Jace. And it's one of my favorite top two podcasts. Look it up, Journey to Truth on YouTube. It's phenomenal. Um, and Jace's episode is March of 2021. Although you're on a few times. Yeah, I was their second episode too, funny enough. And my second. Yeah. So that's that's dope. Well, I wonder what yeah. with number two. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. Um, yeah, that's really cool. So I, I just want to go woo and rabbit holes, but I feel yeah. like since we're talking sovereignty and that's what this podcast is about, you know, what would you recommend for someone who's brand new to crypto and they want to build some sovereignty? You know, like what are some first steps? What what would you recommend? Well, um, the most important thing with sovereignty in crypto is having private wallets set up. <clears throat> so let's see, I got one here I can show you. So a uh, private wallet is basically a little device. This one is mm -hmm. a Ledger Nano. It looks like a little thumb drive. Um, they come in different shapes and sizes. Uh, you can even get free ones on your phone just as an app. But the point of them is that you have full sovereignty in self-custodying your assets. Mm -hmm. So, you know, when when you traditionally buy a stock or something like that, you're doing that through the third party, right? So you have your broker, you've got your financial advisor, your mutual fund, whatever 
that's managing that. You're not actually like holding that value sovereignly. And mm-hmm. same thing with the banks, you know, like um, obviously we've seen truthers get their banks shut down. You know, mm-hmm. people made examples of um, even like Journey to Truth, they got their PayPal shut down. Um, mm-hmm. You know, traditional funding systems are um, subject to centralization of of power, you know, influence over them. So like, I think a really good proof of concept of this uh, whole thing with the private wallets is what happened in Canada with the Canadian trucker rally, like mm-hmm. a year and a half ago, two years ago, whenever that was. Yeah. So, you know, those guys, I'm sure most people here probably know about this, but not everyone knows about the crypto part of it. So, you know, these guys were trying to get to the capital during the lockdowns from like Alberta, BC, all the way to the East coast, Toronto, um, mm-hmm. like we're, Yeah. Uh, not Toronto, but uh, uh, Ontario. Yeah, yeah, <clears throat> yeah, Ontario. So uh, they were getting their accounts shut down. They were getting their banks shut down. They were getting their their PayPal's, their Venmos, their Cash Apps, anything that the government could come to the company and say, "Hey, we're we're telling you, you have to do this." The companies just had to listen to the government. And uh, even crypto exchanges where you would buy your crypto like the crypto.coms or the Coinbase's, you know, same thing. People had their funds seized. So the only way that these guys were able to, guys and girls were able to transact remotely, you know, outside of cash deals in person was Mm -hmm. with crypto. And that was like the saving grace that allowed them to fund their mission and like get, you know, those thousands of people out there. And uh, most people know about the banks getting shut down, but not everyone knows that they used crypto to actually get around that. So Mm -hmm. it's a great proof of concept of it being like the backup system in that Mm -hmm. way. And uh, just to tie it in earlier too, with what we were talking with Starlink and Elon and everything, crypto is like the backup financial system. And then we're seeing like the Starlinks being the backup internet system. And we're seeing proof of that in Lahaina in Maui where they still have a total communications blackout, no cell tower service, no traditional internet service, no nobody's helping them. Military hasn't come in and set up networks. So literally people are like millionaires are donating Starlinks to them. And like, you know, people are just going out and buying them and donating them to the Islanders. And that's the only thing getting them service. So I'm seeing this theme with like, the traditional systems becoming overly controlled. And then we have like the backup solutions that, you know, they can't control. So mm-hmm. just like with the Starlinks, you know, the powers mm-hmm. that were can't control, <laughs> <laughs> they can't control the Starlinks. Like they can shut mm-hmm. down all the normal internet. They can shut down Verizon and AT&T and all that. They can't shut down Starlink. Same thing with crypto, right? So they can take away your bank, they can take away all this stuff, but they can't take away these private wallets from you. So mm-hmm. that's number one. I, I would say after you get your crypto, when after uh-huh. you buy it, you want to move it to one of these wallets almost immediately. And uh, that's what we teach people how to do too. So I would say like, if you're looking for help with this, especially if you struggle with technology or it's just an overwhelming concept, that's what mm-hmm. we walk people through step-by-step beginning to end and people even come in that are like barely know how to use their computers their web browsers paypal whatever and they end up getting it and feeling confident so 
you know, if you're watching and you're like, oh, I don't, I just don't think I can get it. It's too overwhelming. Like I'll never. Like someone manage. like my mom who's like, I yeah. might watch tonight, but I'm not doing crypto. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And we literally had a, a couple in their seventies, mid seventies oh, sign up cool. last week. So That's and awesome. as young as early twenties. So big, big, you know, age yeah. range. That's awesome. So we have a couple questions. Uh, first question, what are your top three or five cryptos to invest? And if you had a thousand dollars, like what would you put it in? <laughs> mm. Yeah. So, uh, for me, my top cryptos are personally XRP is my number one. I'm yeah. like mostly obvious. Yeah. Yeah. Like 70, <laughs> 75%. Um, then there's a couple of other smaller ones, um, but some that you might have heard of are Stellar, XLM, mm -hmm. uh, XDC, yep. uh, Solo, Sologenic, mm -hmm. Corium, and uh, Flare. So some of those mm -hmm. are smaller. You guys probably haven't heard of them unless you're already into crypto, but um, those are the ones that we focus on in the Conscious Crypto Academy. Awesome. I have most of those. I don't have Corium or Flare though. Yeah. So the next question, which would probably change after hearing that answer, I think this was someone that came in late and they said, if I was going to start doing Bitcoin, but I guess we'll just say, I think they mean crypto from scratch. Mm -hmm. How would I do something like that? You kind of covered it. Um, but I guess I'm going to kind of shift that question a little bit more. Like what apps, because you need to buy it through an app yeah. pretty much. What apps do you recommend to purchase crypto? Yeah. So I would say the easiest ones are Coinbase and okay. Uphold. Okay. So there's, there's both websites and apps for those. So if you prefer to do computer desktop, go to coinbase.com or Uphold, U-P-H-O-L-D.com. Mm -hmm or just search those in the app store. And uh, those are, those are for me, the the easiest places to, uh, to buy, but then you want to move them to the wallet. You don't want to keep them on there full time. Right. And don't lose your wallet. Like I did, although I found it. <laughs> yeah. Okay, good. I was going to ask you about that. You did find it. I did find it. Um, I've moved a few times, so you got to be careful with your, yeah. with your crypto wallets. Um, I'll have that to help my up mom. A good point. That brings up a good point that like there's more responsibility that has yes. to be had with crypto. And remember your passwords. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. So like with these wallets, you're basically given a set of private passwords, as you know, that you have to keep track of. And mm -hmm. these private passwords, you want to write them only on something physical. You don't want any digital storage of these because that could lead to you know you getting compromised if say your email gets hacked or something like that so you mm -hmm. have to you know like like they say in spider-man more power comes more responsibility it's kind mm -hmm. of the same thing you know when we're when we're taking back our sovereignty from the government from these social systems it requires a higher degree of responsibility where we have to you know, manage this stuff. And, you know, it comes mm -hmm. down on us. If something goes wrong, there's, there's no like customer support in most cases to call to fix it. It's a little nerve wracking. My mom said in yeah. the chat, Regina, OMG, I found the wallet, mom. Don't, <laughs> but, um, I'm probably just going to drag my mom to you because she's going to need some help. Um, yeah. and someone else asked is 2000 enough to get started. <laughs> 
You know, it's funny because everyone wants to know, like, what's the right amount to buy? Like, what's the best right. amount? And it's totally, it's not the answer people want to hear, but it's totally wherever you're at. And I would mm -hmm. say, you know, only invest in general with anything, only invest what you're not, what you're capable of losing. So, right. you know, don't necessarily put all your money into something. Um, mm -hmm. Although for me, I operate mostly in crypto and I keep kind of bare minimum in the bank, you know, traditional mm. world, like bare, bare operating expenses. But for me, oh. that's kind of a, a more risky route, more but I'm extreme. also like, yeah, it's more extreme. You know yeah, what you're doing. Do you pay yeah. your bills with crypto also now or? I have before. Um, okay. At the moment I don't, but in the past when I needed to, uh, I had, um, see if I have it here. Yeah. So I have this card that allows you, me was it a debit crypto debit i was going to ask you if you yeah. have one of those okay it's cool. from upholds that same platform i was telling you guys about okay and it's mastercard so it literally allows me to spend my crypto wherever they take really MasterCard. Cool. so if you have That's online really bills cool. you know you could definitely pay those or grocery get one you know, of those whatever. yeah and one one of those projects that i was telling you about the sologenic one which i think mm -hmm. you said you have um, they are coming out with a card like this that will allow you to spend directly from your private wallet. So in comparison, mm -hmm. this one, you have to keep your money on the exchange, kind of like, you know, having it in a bank to be able right. to spend it from there. But mm -hmm. this, uh, this newer card and where the technology is going is going to allow for more sovereignty, like where you don't have to keep it with this third party you can have it in your private wallet and spend it directly from your private wallet. And that'll be like true freedom. Awesome. I love it. Um, <laughs> someone asked, how do you know who takes crypto? <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess if you mean just like uh, with businesses and stuff, I mean, with this card in particular, they don't have to take crypto, right? So if you're using a card, like the one I was showing you guys, this converts it to USD for whoever you're buying from. Um, but if you want to pay for things directly in crypto, like with one of these directly, what I've done is I've just talked to my local stores. So if you have a local water store, mm. you know, it's not going to work for like a grocery chain or anything like that. But if you have right. a local mom and pop kind of business, just ask right. them, hey, do you take cryptocurrency? Is that something that you know you guys are interested in you should look into it that kind of thing and uh you can work out deals and like i did that with one of my local water stores and they'll let me pay with xrp which is pretty cool that's awesome yeah i'll have to try that i i try to get most of my meat from the local farms i'll have to see do you guys take mm. any crypto <laughs> yeah farms? and then um, if they want to know how to do it then you can send them to me and i'll teach them yeah how to take i'll get you some more referrals um yeah. great questions guys obviously we have people with different levels of understanding of crypto um so keep the questions coming we probably have about 10 minutes left here on the recording and then if there's any any questions anyone wants to ask in the facebook group after the recording that's kind of the benefit of being in the facebook group we'll stay on maybe a few more minutes um, but yeah, I, I just want to go down the, the rabbit holes, but one thing I do want to ask you is, um, we kind of went in that direction of timelines, but 
you seem like you're pretty intuitive, not just with the crypto. Where do you see us going timeline wise, crypto and beyond? You know, like where do you what do you see coming our way? Uh yeah. I so I think I feel like everything's in flux right now. Mm. Like every there's many possibilities and every mm -hmm. kind of butterfly effect, every little thing is like changing that. Yeah. But overall, I would say that I feel like there's going to be a further pinching of what we're currently experiencing in terms of the control, trying to lock more down yeah. on us. And I feel that for maybe like another year, year and a half, like mm -hmm. around the election time. Yeah. And then I feel like whether it's around then or earlier, or maybe a little later, there's going to be a tipping point. And we can already kind of see this with like, they're talking about bringing, bringing mask mandates and lockdowns and stuff back real soon here yeah. and like mm -hmm. requiring it on flights and for TSA and all that kind of stuff. Crazy. Mm -hmm. So you got to imagine like the people who didn't comply with that the first time around, they're not going to go backwards and comply this time. So they're still going to be, you know, mm -hmm. in their sovereignty. And then you have all the people who are waking up who maybe complied the first time, but now are going to be standing up for themselves. Yeah. And so I think they're going to try to exert, you know, the powers that were going to try to exert that control a little more, mm -hmm. but eventually there will be a tipping point. And that's what I feel like. I don't know when that tipping point is going to be a year, year and a half seems kind of right. But mm -hmm. whenever that happens, after that is when I think we're really going to like supernova, like blossom mm. in a beautiful way. And yeah. I think like the financial part of it is just going to be one aspect of it. I think it, it'll, the financial part of it will be kind of the, uh, the kickstart or the kindling to mm -hmm. propel the fire of like the Phoenix rising, so to say. Mm -hmm. So when the money is in the hands of the people who actually care about humanity when we have this, you know, big wealth shift because of cryptocurrency. And, you know, if there's an Asara Jasara type of event or whatever, whatever happens, I sense that the the right people with the good, right, with the right good intentions will have the money to make a difference. And when that happens, we're going to be able to shift things so fast. And uh, I really see so many like a new renaissance basically like a golden age kind of taking off um mm -hmm. you could call it 5d fourth density mm -hmm. um you know a lot of different labels could be applied to it but um you know like trump's talking about these uh freedom cities i don't know if you've heard about that that are yes like i feel that big thing. time i feel i feel I, and i've been telling people and they're like what are you talking about and i was just telling someone today with the agendas that are clear that are coming down the pipe. Um, I think we're going to see sovereign either counties or cities. Um, and I'm hoping, I think I'm in a good spot here in Southeast Idaho. We're pretty active, freedom oriented. Um, but I think we're going to see that. What do you think about that? Yeah, I feel like it's the anti-smart city agenda. Like they're yeah. going for these smart cities. They want to turn the current urban populations into the smart cities right mm -hmm. um but on the flip side what at least what he's saying with these freedom cities is that they're going to be government land and so rather than trying to further compress the people into these urban populations like we're seeing from mm -hmm. you know the dark agenda 
Yeah. Finally, it feels like we're going to be able to breathe and like more people will be able to move out to the country and like these more Mm -hmm. rural areas, you know, Mm -hmm. these hyper regulated government controlled lands um, will be kind of broken up and we'll be allowed access to them, it sounds like. And then he was even talking about basically anti-gravity craft, aircraft and spacecraft. Like I forget what exact words he used. I think he said vertical takeoff and landing vehicles. And to me, wow. it's just like that. Yeah, right. He literally, he said something like to that extent. I did not hear that. Yeah. So do you think overall, because I heard when he talked about Freedom Cities, he said a couple things that I was like, is that really Freedom Cities? Do you think those are really aligned with the light that what he's talking about? I mean. What did, what did you hear? Do you remember what? I don't remember. It was a while back when I first heard him say something about Freedom Cities. And there was something in there that made it sound maybe maybe because it will be tied to government somehow that I was like. Uh, anything tied to government makes me nervous and I'm, and I'm pretty, I'm honestly pretty positive on Trump. You know, I, yeah. nobody's That's perfect. Why I felt good about it. Cause it, yeah, it, I'm pretty positive felt, on him, but you know, I, I think it's going to be also tied in with this, uh, BRICS nations, which mm-hmm. I forgot to bring up, but that is super related to all of this as well. Um, I'm not sure. If we yeah, go go for it. Have, I mean, how how is it related? So for people that aren't aware of BRICS, BRICS is Brazil, Russia, India, China, and South Africa. And they're basically an alliance, um, an economic alliance mainly. And they've been around for like a decade or something as a group. But now it's really breaking into more mainstream talk because they announced that they are replacing the US dollar as the world reserve currency for the petrodollar and everything else. They're replacing it with a new world reserve currency that is going to be gold-backed and precious metal-backed and will be a basket or a combination of all of their respective national currencies. So basically, we're getting all these other superpowers, you know, every everybody besides the US are now being like, okay, we're bringing the gold standard back. We're going to get rid of this hyperinflated, useless US dollar. And, um, you know, that wasn't stated after World War II. There was something called the, uh, uh, oh, shoot, I'm forgetting the name now, uh, Bretton Woods. So the Bretton Woods event is what established the the US dollar as the new world reserve currency. So they're basically replacing that. And I feel like this is tied in with crypto and with XRP in particular, because I believe they will be using XRP or something in that world as their new decentralized settlement system for this new um, alliance. And I think that if and when Trump gets reelected, which seems very likely right now, <clears throat> then we will, I think, join the BRICS nations in this alliance. And uh, I think it might also be tied in with like us going back to the constitutional U.S. instead of the corporation mm. and yes. the exposing of that. And then yes. we probably we'll get like a new U.S. dollar. Like people have talked about the rainbow currency or whatever, but like something that is not the all seeing eye, you know, U.S. dollar that we have right now. Mm-hmm. 
Very interesting. What do you think is going to happen? So you feel pretty positive election wise. You think that Trump's going to win? Honestly, I feel like there is a good chance that the election won't even happen, to be honest. I've seen that theory. (laughs) Yeah, I've seen that theory. I think, I I mean, I've seen General Flynn saying that. And when he said it, Mm -hmm. I was like, okay, I'm there's, I'm going to put a little more weight into that possibility now because, you know, of who he is and what he's talked about. Um, But yeah, it seems like whether it's because uh, it'll probably be because we're hitting that pinching point before then that tipping point that I was talking about earlier. I think Mm -hmm. if we don't get it, it'll be because of that either because the, the dark agenda will try to do another lockdown COVID alien invasion or yeah, yeah, exactly that or a cyber attack or something, but it's not going to work to the extent that they would hope for. Right. Um, But I do think that in what you were saying earlier, like that, you know, end of 2021 time period, I felt something similar to that. Like, you know, even though we're going to see little battles play out and it'll look like it's unfinished on like an energetic level behind the scenes on a timeline level, it is Mm -hmm. done. Like it's already done. Like everything is good to go, but we still have to play out these dances of, you know, Mm -hmm. certain chaos that needs to be balanced first. And a lot of that is our own like mental projections that we need to undo. It's not even like the, the powers that work anymore. It's just our social programming. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I was going to say, um, intuitively, I feel like the worst timelines are kind of, kind of wiped out. And now that really resonates what you said earlier, how, and I tell people this, every choice you make is aligning with, there's, there's still a multitude of timelines available. Uh, we've wiped out, I feel the worst ones, but every choice you make, you're aligning with a new timeline. It's almost like being in a video game and you're leveling up to the next level or you're not ready yet, you know, um, every single choice point. And I feel like that's kind of dictating our own individual and collective timeline at the same time. Yep. Totally. Yeah. It is like every moment is a choice and Mm -hmm. I think we're all going the same direction, but it's like, you can expedite your path there by making the choices that you're feeling guided to make, but might be hard to actually do because of our programming and our limiting beliefs. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So I don't see any more questions except Maria said any Kairos taking a crypto yet. We have Dr. my friend, Dr. Maria on who's a Cairo. And I think you should be the first one who takes crypto. <laughs> yeah. Um, that'd, that'd be, be awesome. Yeah, yeah. That'd be awesome. And before we kind of end the recording portion, is there anything, what what would you like to leave us with, um, Jace? What is your, what is your last words? (laughs) (laughs) Well, um, I guess like an echo of what I was touching on earlier, which is that we're, we're going to be the ones to save ourselves. And yeah, there's people in prominent positions that are doing good things too, but we shouldn't rely on them. And I would really say it's a call to action at this point in time, especially if you have big dreams and you have big plans and things that you know you could accomplish if you had the funding, for example, to do it, that Mm -hmm. this particular point in time is a really good time to reinvest your energy and your wealth from the traditional 
old world, old money system into yeah. the new money, new world system. And I even liken this to, to me, the new money, new world system is like the God's money system. Whereas mm-hmm. the old system is the inverted satanic, you know, distorted money system. And so I find, and I found with so many people that I've worked with and friends of mine that when you start putting your energy into the, the God's money system, the decentralized money, the, the money that's controlled by us for the people, by the people, not by, you know, the 1%, when you start Mm -hmm. doing that, things will start opening up in your life, like divine opportunities, abundant, um, you know, surprises and prosperity will start coming in just Mm -hmm. from the, the money magic itself. And like, you know, when they talk about Babylonian money magic system with the old money, that's like a real thing. And I think when you carry around those paper notes with that all seeing eye and that Latin and that symbolism, it's a, it's a magic and it keeps you in this Mm -hmm. limiting debt, you know, prone like system. And in scarcity, really. And so I find when people go to the, the new system and, and take that leap of faith, which it does require, you know, it takes like that full card archetype and tarot. You have mm-hmm. to you have to take the leap of faith. You have to have some courage. But when you do, you'll notice so many new opportunities open for you. And I feel like my mission right now is to raise awareness about that specific opportunity moving into this next stage of our awakening collectively. Mm-hmm that this opportunity for star seeds, for, you know, awakened people, angelics, like whatever you identify as mm-hmm. we have amazing opportunity and, and things that we can do. And, uh, this is, I think one of the ways it's being given to us by, by source. So. Absolutely. I love that. And TJ said, give me a good pep talk, Jace. <laughs> yeah. Oh, <laughs> I and- thought that was pretty good. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Hopefully that was good. Good pep talk. (laughs) I've noticed (laughs) it's like the, the beacon of hope too, for people like, you know, so many people got black pilled doomer Mm. mindset, you know, black pilled is when you can only focus on the negative things, you you know, the the real things that are happening, but people get caught up on the negative and they don't see the opportunity for where we could go into a beautiful world, having Mm -hmm. learned from our mistakes. Mm -hmm. And what I found for myself and so many other people and a lot of my students is that that was their, that was our like direct pathway in a very 3d tangible, visible way that we can achieve greatness and healing as a collective. And it's something Mm -hmm. that the mind can easily see the steps of like, okay, like when Mm -hmm. you start doing the research and understanding what's happening, you're like, I can see how this is actually going to play out and how, we can actually have a really beautiful world in the near future and how we can take an active part in co-creating that. Absolutely. And that's why I created this podcast to be all about sovereign solutions, truth, freedom, sovereignty, you know, natural healing, crypto, um, financial sovereignty, medical sovereignty, education sovereignty, um, and just also connecting with like minds and building a community so that we can build, you know, 5d and have amazing communities and freedom. And yeah, while we're watching the chaos, you know, and, and it's, it's like, you have to be aware, but not, not get caught up in it. And not a lot of people have that skill, you know, people are still getting caught up in the 3d a lot. 
people want to find me more, they can oh, yes. check out my website, which is consciouscrypto.info. So not .com, but .info, consciouscrypto.info is where you can find me and you can um, apply to join the Conscious Crypto Academy. And I have free classes on there and all sorts of stuff. So, and then my, my YouTube people can find me on as well. YouTube and Instagram is uh, Cosmic Origins. Awesome. Everybody check out Jace. Um, check out all his, I'm going to send my mom to you. Awesome. She asked me all these questions. I'm just going to send her to you. Yeah, definitely check him out. Follow him on all platforms. Thank you so much for being here. Episode two, this is just hey. a baby and I appreciate you so much. Um, stay tuned for Sovereign AF. We have such a good lineup coming up and I'm just so thankful that you were here, Jace. Appreciate Thanks for you having so me. much. I'm honored to be episode two. That's fun. 